The Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Trust in Messiah. Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. I am your host. Freddie Revis with a not super confident intro. And who are you, sir? <laughs> I'm the producer, Matt Duncan. And I was very confident you were going to change it to something with Masai. Uh, and I'm glad you did because, hey, he doesn't work for us, but he does work for us. You know what I right? mean? <laughs> wow. I mean, you he's. Get me. <laughs> I get you. This is a symbiotic relationship. Um, you know, other people are starting to recognize your talent, Maddie. D. I know. And, I was really taking it back. You got your <laughs> flowers here on the pod. Well deserved. Um, you know, perhaps you'd prefer burgers, but <laughs> flowers are great. Uh, you know, and you know, Matt, Maddie D loves burgers. It's not a, it's not a negative joke here. Um, but. Just if, if you're wondering who we are, uh, I'm Freddie. This is Matt. Uh, we are a Raptors podcast. We're hardcore fans. We're, you know, semi-analysts. We mostly just have comedians on here and, mm-hmm. and have fun talking Raptors ball and talking NBA. And today is a massive day. It's Kyle Lowry day. Kyle uh, Lowry day. Me and um, Kevin Douse uh, started this podcast, Confederacy of Dunks basketball podcast. He named it the day after the Raptors traded for Kyle Lowry. And mm. it's been a journey. We will definitely have Kevin on to talk Kyle, of oh, course. Yeah. Um, and and Maddie, we will definitely, you know, have to have a full Kyle Lowry episode, just like we yes. did Demar. Yeah. Uh, and I, I want to. We gotta. We gotta chat a bit, Kyle, before we jump into the episode. But before we do all that, you know, if people want to help us out, make us rich, you know, mm-hmm. help us make it to the next, you know through this next era, honestly, um, how can they do that? You can go to our website, dunkspodcast.com. We do have our links there for everything that you need. You can go to the Sonar Network, the sonarnetwork.com. That is where our podcast is hosted by the wonderful people there. We've got lots of great podcasts there that you can listen to. And as well, you can go to our Instagram, our Twitter. We've got Linktree set up for you to find your ways to your favorite podcatcher there. We're on YouTube we do record these through StreamYard now, so if you do want to see us, some people like to watch it. Oh yeah, feel free to go there. I've been putting, you know, Kyle's when Freddie says Kyle Lowry, <laughs> his face superimposes on the screen. It twists, it bends, it spins. I don't know. I always do something a little bit different <laughs> on the intros. But if you want to see that, uh, the last one he was really stretched out like the elephant man. Uh, sorry, Kyle. Sorry for that. But uh, no disrespect. But uh, yeah, you know, you can check us out there if you want more of the uh, visual experience. And to see, you know, what what exactly our guests are doing, how they're recording, where, yeah. and <laughs> you know, sometimes it feels like we're uh, we're we're at sea and the, the the ship is tilting one way or another, and you don't know if it's going to capsize or not. But we always get through it. So yes, please check out our links. Uh, send us a message you want a toque. We got a toque for you, and as well Patreon if you'd like to support. We appreciate it. Wow, Maddie is a pro. 
every time. He'll twist you. He'll bend you. <laughs> he'll mess you up. Uh, yeah, you got to check in the visuals for this pod, too. And you might you might know what happened to a, a one Mr. Dylan Gott. Uh, <laughs> shout out to uh, Cameron. Uh, who's asked many times what happened to Dylan? We <laughs> promised we promised to come for an update, come with an update later on that. But um, we're still wondering, so we, we got to figure out what, what did happen to Dylan God. But um, we know what happened to Kyle Lowry. We don't know the full return yet, so I think mm-hmm. feelings are still very much in flux. Um, again, we're gonna really dive into this and really like feel our feelings hard. Yeah, but. Uh, do you want to go first, Matt, or do you sure. want me to say a couple words on Kyle? Well, I'll say a couple things on Kyle. Sure. I think uh, it's been, you know, this is always a really tough kind of loss. It's weird when it's like the best player to ever play for your franchise, and you know that he's going to be that first jersey to go up, and, you know, no one's going to dare wear number seven again even before he retires, I think. Right, of course. You know, like that's done, and it's just... He's it's a it's just such a nice thing because I've just you know since I've come on this podcast it's always seeing all these players and and the, it, you know that aren't on the team and they're doing all this slander against the Raptors and then we just see Gilbert Arenas who did his slander recently and it's just like oh you don't get it like if you actually get here and you see the program that this team has and the culture and everything you wouldn't be talking like this, you know, it really pissed me off that Gilbert arena stuff that he was saying. I, love it. I don't know if you, did you, you probably heard about it. I watched it. Yeah. Go to hell Gilbert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the man's only won one playoff series in his career. Uh, you know, uh, it, Toronto is a really special place to play basketball and that championship counts 100%. I think it counts more than the Lakers one. I think it counts more than the Warriors. Okay. Maybe not the Warriors one. <laughs> But anyway, I I think, you know, as Durant said before we won that championship, they're not the up-and-coming team. They're here. The Raptors are here. And, you know, we're we're up and down because we've lost players and this and that. We're building again. But it's still a really exciting franchise. And Kyle is just, you know, the only thing that I'm happy about is that he's going to get a lot more... Uh, respect from analysts on ESPN and stuff. Yes. Now that he's on Miami, he's going to get the credit he deserves, right? Because he's way too underrated uh, on our team for some reason. I just don't understand it. Love oh. you, Kyle. It was so fun to watch. Uh, wish him all the best. Matt, so many good points. Um, I agree with all of them. I love Kyle so much and uh, definitely sad to see him go. I think I did dream as a Raptors fan, uh, you know, of retiring a player mm-hmm. them and we will retire Kyle, of course, mm-hmm. and it would still be great. But I did dream of like, you know, that Udonis Haslam style exit, that yeah. Dirk style exit. I feel like Kyle is that of that quality of player or close to it. Um, Dirk, not Haslam, but, but yeah, I think, all good things come to an end and it will be really nice to see him get praise elsewhere. And I think the sad reality is that this kind of fits perfectly into Raptors lore where we can have some good stuff. We can have some great stuff, but it's, it's never quite easy 
being a Raptors fan. It's always a bit of a struggle. And man, oh man, did Kyle embody that more than anybody else. I've said it a bunch of times, but Mm -hmm. he's my age, weight, (laughs) and height. So have a look at me once in your life if you want to remember how difficult it is for Kyle to do what he does. He's just, yeah, like such a legend, such an athlete, and um, we will dedicate a whole episode to him. So uh, I'll I'll, I'll stop for now. But um, the one thing I I think I'll touch on before we jump into the pod is just the, the, the signing of Sam Decker and the uh the racist controversy around him so um obviously you know not a lot of people were aware at the time i'm just learning uh about uh i i guess um jr smith kind of calling him out for potentially being like a i don't know like a white culture defender in a gross way so I think before we jump into who said what, I just want to couch this in in, in a nice little tweet uh, from Hmm. from our dude, Alan Shane Lewis. Uh, He jumped right on Sam Decker and he (laughs) confronted him with the truth. And here's where we're at now. So it's kind of perfect. Uh, I'm going to read the tweet starting from Sam Decker. So this is five hours ago, six hours ago of recording. Sam Decker, just signed by the Raptors, responding to the Wadge tweet. The climb back the past two years has tested me more than anything in my career. But the journey is the reward. I'm humbled and grateful. There's always another hill to climb in this life. And Alan Shane, uh, the best person, just responds, no MAGA shit here, please. (laughs) And then Sam responds to him. He said, good thing I don't mess with that either, exclamation mark. Don't believe everything online. All good, man. Very grateful. So he's denying it, and uh, Alan's confronting him, and I think that's a pretty nice place to leave that right now. We'll see where it develops. <laughs> yeah, but, we're gonna uh, have to have Alan on for sure if he's free. I know he's he's filming the the next season of the Great Canadian Baking Show. Listen, Alan's uh, baking cakes. <laughs> he's baking and cakes. Decker, Decker. <laughs> and he's dunking oh on clowns at Christie Pitts. He's Love having a good time. It. We knocked knees last week. I hope Ooh, he's doing okay. Jeez. Come on, Fred. You got to take care of those knees. I do. Uh, I felt bad, uh, but we're okay. Everything's okay. Um, and uh, yeah, I think let's, just, <laughs> let's just jump into this pod. We got John Rallis. Uh, we got uh, Ben Norman Davies, hilarious dude. And, and John, uh, I know him from our, our, our Raptors conversations. Uh, he works at George's Chicken and Delicatessen, Bathurst mm. and Bloor. Check that place out. It's a staple of Toronto. Uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's jump into this, but before we do, I will say, um, stop Asian hate black lives matter, uh, email your city counselors and defund the police. Maddie, if you feel like we're good to get this pod rolling, please just give me those sweet words. Okay. 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 Well, we have a very, very exciting podcast for you. Two amazing guests. And I was just saying before the pod, this is one of those times where it's just easy because so much is happening that all you want to do is talk basketball and specifically talk Raptors basketball. Um, Yeah, let's bring on the first guest. Uh, Good friend of mine. Hilarious dude. Awesome stand up. uh, One of the funnest 
people to play basketball with because he's really good at hitting like clutch fadeaways, but also like a rebounder and kind of like a playmaker uh, and a banger too. Uh, he just came out with a comedy album. Make sure you check it out. It's called Good In You. Uh, give it up as size as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Ben Davies. Thanks, guys. No problem, buddy. <laughs> Thanks for Thanks, joining guys. us, man. Of course. Thanks for having me, man. Really glad to be here. Yeah. What's going on with uh, the Raptors right now? Tons going on. I feel like me and you are both like emotional, like hard on our sleeve guys. So you're a perfect person to have on the podcast today. <laughs> Thanks, man. Well, I'm, I'm bleeding Kyle Lowry all day. And uh, I know this is, was... this is Kyle Lowry day. I feared it for a very long time, but it has finally arrived. It is Kyle. There's a lot of stuff going on, but to me, it's Kyle Lowry day. Yes. I couldn't agree more. Let's, uh, let's get going here on Kyle Lowry day and, uh, and bring on, the second guest who, yeah, is another perfect person for today. We, you know, just talk ball nonstop. Uh, I met him at uh, George's Chicken. Uh, I ate those burgers all the time with gravy. Uh, I love this guy's family. Uh, he's probably the like best draft college person I know. So, you know, we'll make sure to pick his brain as much as we can in that direction. But obviously, like I said, it's Kyle Lowry day. So, that's the uh, that's the main piece of news, but um, yeah, happy to have him. Uh, it's been I think a couple years, but uh, he's back. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone. For John Rallis. And use the intro music again. Yeah, buddy. Um, sorry, it's been so long, but happy to have you back. Yeah, it's been. It's, I mean, the last time we talked uh, basketball was I think when you were waiting for a cheeseburger. Every time you would come in weekly and it was always uh, catching up week to week, what was going on in the NBA. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I was looking forward I, looking forward every time you came through the door so we could chat ball. It was my favorite thing to do. Oh, man. Thank you so much. It was my favorite thing to do. Like, I always tried to extend my breaks, hoping that you would be there. And like, you know, no offense to your sister, your parents, but it was always like, I'm cool with them. But like, as soon as I saw you, it was just like we'd wait it out until we could start being hardcore, you know, like exactly. <laughs> because yeah, some sometimes. people are fans and some people are maniacs like us. Sorry. My, my mom would always tell me, you know, you know, Freddie's food is going to get cold. You should let him leave the shop. It's like, no, there's a lot we need to catch up on. We're diehards. And, and, you know, the food's so good. It's, it's all good. And I worked at the blue cinema. It was pretty chill at the time, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's get going here. Um, Maddie, I know you're back there. I trust you're back there. I'm not having any existential nightmares anymore. We're good on that department. Please, good sir, give me your most delicious Raptors sting. Wow. I, uh, I feel like I'm sad asking this question, but, uh, let's just get started. John, I'm going to go to you first. Uh, 
I want to hear what you think about the trade as well, but um, yeah, so work that in, but how do you feel about Kyle's exit? You know, it was kind of something I expected a couple months ago at the trade deadline. It's, it's really sad. It's, it's bittersweet. He wasn't even, the, the funny thing about it is he wasn't even supposed to last this long as a Raptor. He wasn't supposed, none of this was supposed to happen. He was, he was a deal away from going to the Knicks and somehow because of a couple of deals that Masai fleeced, few years ago while he was general manager for the Denver Nuggets, James Dolan just said, we're going to nix it. We're not going to trade with this guy. He's already robbed us of a few assets um, from our franchise. And then next thing you know, you start winning. Kyle Lowry's a big part of it. He becomes a franchise icon. And next, we're a championship uh, team afterwards. And next thing you know, he's just a fan favorite. And he just evolved over the years. It was just, I don't think I've ever gravitated to, uh, towards an athlete the way I have with Kyle Lowry. And I think a lot of us, can attest to that as well. Him yeah. and Demar were a huge part of this. Um, and you know what? We could have gotten more at the trade deadline, sure, but I really like that Masai Ujiri stood firm and said, you know what? You want to make a deal with me? It's under these terms. I'm not going to give away a franchise icon just because uh, just because it, he's an expiring deal. You guys want him, and if I really, be- they, he really believed that he could move the needle for a lot of championship teams. So he said, you better give us a great offer. And it's sad to see him go, but I'm happy that he's going to go have a chance to compete. He gave us what we truly wanted as a fan base. He helped bring a championship home to the city. And I'm really, really great that we got to witness his growth as a player. Greatest rapper of all time. Wow. Um, John, that's like so well said. I, yeah, I mean, I agree with every single thing you said. And I just always like to highlight a little fun pun. You know, Dolan was so shook that he nixed the deal, yeah. you know. A little pun, a little pun action. You just got to highlight that. Uh, that's good stuff. But no, honestly, well said. And and, and you walked us through it. And like, yeah, to, yeah. Anyone who's listening to this podcast knows I totally agree with you. Uh, you know, regarding you know having principles around the deadline, and um, and you know, I also add that depending on what happens with Dragic or what happens with um, Achua uh, and in general the trade, I think like that's still for me, a little TBD, uh, mind you, I do think that, uh, I want to acknowledge kind of like the fan frustration. And I think there's a lot going on and it's coupled with this Lowry departure, but I I just want to couch where I'm feeling there for a sec and and go to Ben, um, Ben, same to you. Uh, what's your, what's your feeling right now about Kyle's exit? Well, I'm really sad. You know, like ultimately yeah. it's, it's, it's the end of an era. It's the end of an icon. Um, there's, I'm split, I'm split in half. You know, the, the business side of me is saying, okay, we got some assets for an aging player that was probably going to leave anyways. He's demanding 30 mil a year. And that's really not in the plans. And I don't know if the Raptors yeah. were going to win it this year. Anyways, so we got, you know, Precious is, First of all, a great name, but, you know, he's, he's a solid big man, you know, and he's an asset. I heard it was Precious or Hero, so there's a little bit of a debate uh, in terms of us taking Precious over Hero. Um, but I still think it's a good move based on, you know, the shooting guards we have on the team. Um, we need a center. From a fan standpoint, it's disappointing. You know, like this is the greatest Raptor of all times. We're letting him go, um, you know, because, you know, he's not in the he's not in the plans anymore. He's not Mm -hmm. young enough. Um, 
And, you know, at the same time, you, you, you realize that that's what it kind of takes to get a return is the, to be able to trade somebody, you know, at their highest value. You know, Kyle is at, still at the top of his game. And so if we were going to um, extract any type of value from a Kyle Lowry trade, uh, we got to trade him while he's still on top, not when he's kind of fading. And he's not fading. He's still at the top of his game. What I'm sad about is that we didn't sign Kawhi Leonard or Serge Ibaka or, you know, all of these guys right. that are all they're all injured now, and it maybe would have mattered. And so we have to trade Kyle Lowry because we don't have that championship team anymore. So mm. I guess to sum up, not to not to kind of go on, but you know, Kyle Swanson was last year. He you know, he mentored Flynn and Van Fleet. He's given Van Fleet everything he knows. Um, and if he wants $30 million, even though it breaks my heart, um, we, we just can't afford that. Yeah. Uh, oh, I think that, am I echoing a bit? How am I now? You're good now. I'm, I just muted I'm Ben. <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm back, baby. Um, yeah, no, I think, Ben, you absolutely nailed it um, in, in a bunch of ways. And I think, like, emotionally from a development standpoint, really hit it well with um, with with what Kyle kind of imparted to Flynn and, and Fred and, and how he's been able to, you know, kind of, like, pass his um, knowledge on and 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 we're also, I think in this transition that was always coming and you, you said really well, I think regarding like Kawhi and, and Ibaka, like the opportunity to extend this run to, you know, be a back-to-back champion, those sort of things, like they've come and gone, you know, yeah. we were a good team uh, after the championship. Uh, a lot of unfortunate things happened. Um, and we lost in the bubble to Boston. And then last year was even worse in Tampa. And I think we're here. We're at this new stage of the Raptors. We're at, you know, a Absolutely. starting lineup of uh, Fred, Gary, OG, Pascal, uh, and maybe Cam, or maybe it's a, it's a small lineup with Barnes. I don't know. But I think we're a young team. Uh, we don't have, like, you know, we're not a veteran team that's going to contend. And... It's going to be trying for a lot of new Raptors fans. I think like, you know, folks like us who've been through it all, we're going to, we're going to see some familiarity and we're going to see that we need patience and it's going to be ups and downs. And like you said, Ben, that doesn't mean um, we can rush things. It's going to be, we're going to, you know, we can't panic. We're going to have to like collect our assets and build mm-hmm. them up and get better. And I think we've seen Masai do that. So Again, if you're a fan that's been through it, you're probably expecting to see us do it again. That's what I'm expecting. Mm-hmm. I don't expect it to happen quickly, necessarily. And I think that's that's where the frustration is going to come in. And what I'll say, I think, just to like a, a last little parting thought on Lowry is that, mm-hmm. and we'll be talking about Lowry forever. He's, uh, he's the groat. But Absolutely. I do think, you know, you, you hit it with this being his kind of like swan song and particularly him wanting $30 million. And I think that's exactly how we need to look at this. Like 
that was an investment we weren't willing to do. He wasn't really willing to stick around. And in fact, we facilitated that trade. We worked with him. And I think we were also working with him at the deadline, which is why I kind of think that's part of the reason it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's a mutual respect between Lowry and the organization that is rare in sports. So Mm -hmm. if you only think about Kyle as an asset, I think you get lost a little bit. Uh, and, um, I mean, yeah, today, today's a sad day. Sorry, go ahead, Ben. So just, I guess one more thing on that. Like you think about, um, you know, Matt Sundin on the Toronto Maple Leafs. He, he said he didn't want to be traded, no trade cause. And then we ended up not trading him and he left in free agency to go to Vancouver. We got nothing, you know, Chris Bosch, you know, he, he could have, he could have done something for the franchise on his way out, but instead in free agency, he just left. Kyle didn't do that. Kyle has the utmost respect for me and really anyone that is a Raptors fan because he did it the right way. You know, he left, he left on his own terms, but he also left giving the Toronto Raptors, you know, some assets that they can use. And like Kyle was going to leave, you know, Kyle was leaving. And mm-hmm. so instead of leaving for nothing, uh, he gave he gave us something, you know, and that's a lot more than most most athletes do. Most of them just split. Totally, and I think again, <sighs> it, you know, to me, it goes back to that mutual respect because let's say Masai gets a little uh, Danny Ainge in him, and he's like, you know what, Kyle, you want to go to the Sixers, the Lakers, or the Heat? Awesome, I'm sending you to the Thunder. And people do that to their players, right? They, they're like, I don't care about you. I'm sending you to wherever. I'm literally taking the highest bid. See you later. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, that's what we could have done with Kyle. And I'm really thankful we didn't. Um, okay, I think uh, I want to get a little bit silly here because <laughs> also we're, we're going to be talking draft a little bit. Uh, so let's, uh, let's bring in Maddie D, uh, if, if you don't mind, Maddie. Um, and I'm just tickled by this idea. Again, a lot's happened. Like the Raptors have like signed, uh, you know, a problematic player in Decker. It appears we've also signed, uh, uh, (laughs) Justin, I I forget his last name, but like we drafted two guys and we drafted Barnes, but I kind of want to focus on, uh, and Ben, you didn't know about this. This is funny. So I guess the Raptors weren't able to work guys out in Toronto still. So we had to work guys out in Tampa. And what we decided to do was uh, apparently we created this Toronto experience room where players would walk in and get like a, a feel for what Toronto is actually like. Uh, and I, I think Bobby Webster said that um, there was like really good restaurants. And I don't even know what that means. Does that mean virtual food? I'll leave that up to you guys. But um, yeah, I just want to pick all your guys' brains and see what you think the best like Toronto experience room would be. Um, and then, yeah, we'll, we'll talk a little bit of a Raptors draft after that, but uh, John, let, uh, let, let's go to you first. Let's uh, yeah. Hit me with like, what's, you know, you're, I'm walking in a John's Toronto experience room. What's going on? I think uh, first thing you do is, I mean, obviously you visit their Canada center, the Rogers center, maybe check out the Ripley's aquarium. Uh, who doesn't like the aquarium? Yep, sure. And then before we head out to Niagara Falls, I think we have to stop by at George's Deli and Barbecue. That's not a plug by any means. I sure, nice, sure. I uh, have a nice homemade cheeseburger. And you know just what? Just good just, food, yeah. Just for Matt, I think we'll bring in Chuck Hayes as well. Part of the uh, 
Appreciate that. Oh, that's with, good. Uh, that's big. You're winning Matt over for sure. <laughs> I have some burgers with Chuck Hayes and Matt, and then <laughs> head over to Tiger Falls and show them how great this city and even outside of it is. That's okay. Experience room. Chuck Hayes, I think, is the selling point, though. Hundred percent. Of course. Um, for a former Raptor, no one would expect to see him. Um, they might not know who Matt is, which would be fun. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. If like, it's a new Raptor, like I'm sure Scotty Barnes knows who you are. Um, seafood guy from me. The Boys. He'd remember me. Yeah. <laughs> seafood guy from The Boys. <laughs> Uh, no, no. Um, okay. You know what? I think that's a good transition. Let's go to Mr. Snowblower himself. Holy uh, cow. Maddie D I want to hear about your Toronto experience room. Well, I'll just say that I'm very happy to hear that Scotty Barnes went to sneaky D's when he came to Toronto, yep. as I've been saying for years on this podcast, give Masai the <laughs> franchise as part of his new contract, send the players there, get them there to sign their deals. I want it on those tables with all those, you know, graffiti everywhere. I want I want it to be confusing for them where to sign. But that aside, I'm going to keep Sneaky D's out of this virtual room, but I am going to take them wow. on. I'm going to take them on my kind of, you know, divey bar restaurant experience that I had as a 20-year-old to these new guys. <clears throat> Ooh, we going to Etobicoke or what? No, no, we're going We're going to Trump. We're going to Bathurst and Bloor area still. We're going to the Annex. I'm taking them to Mel's, Mel's Delicatessen. If you know it, you know it. It's not there anymore, but I'm going to take them in there. We're having breakfast at 3 in the morning, so they got to get to this VR room at 3 a.m. Because this wow. thing's it was open all night. <clears throat> now, I know what to choose and what not to choose on the menu, there is something called chop chop, which you can put on the poutine. You do not get the chop chop. That is something that comes out of a like a. It's just like hind parts of beef that they keep in the basement. Don't put any chop chop on the poutine. Okay. Have breakfast, whatever, and then we're also we're gonna cross the, cross the street. Now you're you're really getting the annex feel. We're gonna go to the wow, green room. Crossing the street. This is a wild. Room. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to the green room. Okay, one of my my first haunts. <laughs> And sure. uh, you know, there's going to be the uh, the bottles with the candles on the on the at each table. You're going to have some beer. You're going to have a bit of a funny tummy from the Mel's delicatessen. <laughs> so you're going to go to something else that the green room was famous for, and that's their washrooms. Now you've got to make this decision to use the green room bathroom, which may have been one of the worst toilets in the city. Now that is a true Toronto experience. And then from there. <laughs> You know, do whatever you want. Uh, I think John had some great ideas uh, of the, the, the classic sites. Uh, maybe yeah. that'll help. Take a Gaviscon, take a Pepto after that, and yeah. you're going to be ready to go. After your after your tortured in Mac room, you can head on over to one of the. Nice oh, sorry, rooms. wasn't this like a saw kind of virtual experience? Yeah, yeah, no, it's like we're trying to recruit people. That's like first stop, get the runs. Second stop, cross the street. Third stop, you won't even be able to choose a bathroom. Fourth stop, a nice room. <laughs> I think Listen. I would take my workout if I went into a match room. I think I'd yeah. my draft workout. The, the oh. Toronto experience is shitting your pants. <laughs> yes. I mean, hey, 
Uh, okay, Ben, uh, what's up, man? What, what's your room like? So for me, like if it's a basketball room, it's or Toronto. If it's a room that's representing Toronto in a basketball facility, you got to go to the former Raptors. You know, like I want to see, I want to see a picture of Damian. I want to see a picture of Keon Clark. I want Antonio okay. Davis. I want like to pay homage to the the stars of the past. But I'm also open to like celebrities or like. Like, I'm a pop culture guy, you know? Sure. So, like, having maybe a Jim Carrey or a Mike Myers, you know? and Oh, wow. You know, and also having, like, you know, like, Kyle. Like, I want, like, a collage of Kyle. You know, I want there to be a... I actually want there to be a statue of Kyle in this room. You know, holding, like... Holding, like, DeMar's beer or something, you know? Or, like, you know, like... I want, I want like, there to be, like, a whole room that's dedicated to, like, the shot. You know, Kawhi just like coming up the floor, hitting the shot, fading, and then it, and then we win it. You know, like just like videos that are playing the shot over and over again. And then I want us to all shit our pants. I was waiting for you to get to the, yeah. the poopy pants part. Um, <laughs> uh, yours is wonderful. It's like nostalgia lane. Uh, a little I'm less nostalgic. It's a little less grueling than than Maddie D's, but um, you, you know it's hog. <laughs> it's hog town, so you know that's part of who we are, right? Uh, okay, my my Toronto experience room is, um, I, you know, it's it's not it's not too far off from from Ben's in that I really want to give them like a like a super duper raptor experience, so. They're walking in. It's like uh, kind of like Scotiabank, but then they're realizing that it's actually the ACC. And then they're looking around more, and it's like, wait a second, I'm on a baseball diamond. No, you're you're in the Sky Dome, and it's kind of showing them like where we've been, where we're going, and just for fun's sake, uh, the future court is on the Toronto Island because I just think that'd be kind of cool. Uh, I, I in, in in a way where it's like elevated. I'm kind of thinking probably a bit too Fortnite brain, but I'm just imagining a fun atmosphere for the players. And then there's like uh, you know the sort of shawarmas, but they also see because it's VR. Whatever their favorite restaurants are, it's like we'll start selling that uh, at Scotiabank. Uh, you know, and and also places that don't belong in Scotiabank are there. So you know, you got some Georges in there. You got some Pam's Roti in there, Whoa. and it's just like the jerk just, store. The jerk store. It's just like maxed out. I know this isn't that funny. I was like, <laughs> I'm probably trying to be too cool, you know. So maybe that's funny because I'm I'm not cool at all. But regardless, I think you're cool. I'm cool, right? Um, you're cool. No, you're cool. Come on. Oh, thanks, pal. Come uh, on, I got your back. I, I know. Honestly, the coolest people I know need reassurances that they're cool. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, so my, my VR experience is basically just like the best version of Scotiabank that like isn't exactly real. Uh, and <laughs> and with with that, you know, I think we've we've dabbled in in weird VR uh, territory enough. Um, and uh, and Maddie, I actually didn't write this question down, but I do just want to like because you know before we move on, I do just want to do a quick hit on on your guys you know, draft takes, Ben, I'm going to go to you first. If you don't have an opinion on everyone we've drafted and you just want to talk Barnes, that's okay. Um, yeah. Just your general feel from the draft. We're not even really going to touch free agency uh, right now. Well, just, just general on all three. They're long. They play defense. 
you know, and we got a Canadian boy, so that's great. But I'm going to focus on Barnes specifically. Um, so with Kyle gone, the 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 snuds not selection maybe is highlighted a little bit more. But you have Flynn and you have Van Fleet. So you got to think that um, Barnes is the better fit long term. You know, you got a guy that's got um, incredible defensive abilities. He uh, He's not a great shooter, but he can dunk, he can run the fast break, and he's defense, defense, defense. So when you dig a little deeper, if you've got a guy that's going to be, you know, a superstar um, that can play point guard, shooting guard, forward, power forward, and center, you know, this is probably your center of the future because you'll be able to play him in small ball. Um, so I really like it. If Snuds turns out to be the next, like, Trey Young, I'll like it a lot less. Um, but I think they made a savvy dis- selection. Like, this guy was going fifth anyways, you know? So it's not like mm-hmm. he, we, he was, like, off the board. You know, I think he's, I think he's a solid player. He's high energy. And he's a Nick Nurse type of... Um, Player. So I, I was really disappointed at first, but when you do a little bit more research on Barnes, um, you see that you got a high energy guy uh, that potentially could even replace Pascal um, down the line. But I, I like, it. yeah, I ultimately think he's, you know, he's, he, he's not like, he, like he could be a Kawhi Leonard type of player um, if developed correctly. And that excites me. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm, I'm agreeing with everything you, you said. I, you know, I feel like Kawhi is always, I do this too, but Kawhi is always like the, the most high-end reference. But yeah. I think when you see someone with like insane dimensions, like huge hands and super long arms, you do start to think about guys like OG, Pascal, Kawhi, um, you know, also Brand Bruno. Also, yeah, also Bruno. Um, and but, but I think like what I and where I'm totally with you um, or I'm, I'm all the way with you, but I, I want to kind of highlight that we have a style, right? We have a thing that we're doing. Um, and I'm just going to read off the guys. Uh, it's uh, David Johnson from Louisville, uh, Delano Banton from Nebraska. That's a Toronto guy and Scotty Barnes. Uh, so it was fourth 46 and 47 overall picks. And uh, yeah, I think, it's 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 tough for fans because this is where patience is required the most and it's the hardest like how do you you know get past like watching like a guy like uh, be a highlight hero and 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 then you look at this other guy and it's kind of like wait a second you know where are his highlights and that's when you got to remember they've been scouting these guys for a very long time they trust themselves more than they do the people who put together YouTube highlights and also they, yeah, there's just a more intimate knowledge of the players. Mm -hmm. So then, yeah, that, that for me is when I was like, yeah, you know, I was sort of surprised in some way that we didn't take Jalen Suggs, but also I, you know, at the same time, I really believe in Fred. Uh, Mm -hmm. I like Malachi and I don't think that, you know, I think franchises that are playing for fit are in a desperate spot. And I think that Masai just doesn't roll like that. Um, no. And so, uh, yeah. Trust ju- Masai. Trust Masai. And I feel like if we hadn't had such high-end success, it might be difficult to trust Masai. But, yeah, we have. Um, totally. So, J- John, let, let's uh, 
Well, let's hear what you're thinking on the, on, on uh, these draft picks or, or Scotty Barnes or yeah. I, I think like everybody, we were all disappointed when we heard Scotty Barnes's name, Jalen Suggs was the sexier prospects. He, he was the sexier pick. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean it's going to be the right pick. I'm obviously a big believer that you draft best player available. Obviously that's subjective to each franchise. I heard, I was reading a lot of people on Twitter saying that Jalen Suggs is the second best prospect in this draft, but how do we know that? Maybe to them, he's the second mm-hmm. best, but to a lot of people, they thought Jalen Green was the second best. Uh, you know what? The stats don't jump out to you at Florida State, but a lot of Florida State guys' stats don't jump out. Leonard Hamilton plays a, a very deep rotation, um, and he's got a he's got a style, too, and he's got a certain – he likes length, and they've always been a long team. And you know what? They have impactful guys going to the NBA. Mm-hmm. You saw Patrick Williams for Chicago. He was drafted fourth overall. Uh, nothing eye-catching about his um, college game. The stats didn't jump off the board, but obviously his length, his athleticism, and his feel in the modern NBA game was valued. And he actually had a really good uh, rookie season, I thought, for the Bulls. Another guy, um, Terrence Mann, mm-hmm. who really competed um, on both ends on the floor. And he actually was a pivotal piece when the Clippers uh, were making their deep playoff run. So, I, I mean, yeah. you know what? I really like Scotty Barnes's um I really like his energy. I know, obviously, you want his energy to translate on the floor and you want him to produce, but I like the fact that he played on a high school team that went undefeated, Monteverde Academy, and he played with the likes of Moses Moody, who was a 14th overall pick um, for the Warriors, I believe, yeah, and then he played with Kate Cunningham, mm-hmm. and he knows. And he actually played with De'Ron Sharp, who was a first-round pick, I believe, for the... I want to say it was for Brooklyn Nets. Right, um, cool. So he, he knows how to play winning basketball, and I think that's a big deal because he doesn't need to do too much. He actually does a lot of things well. I think there's a lot to like about his game. It's positionless basketball right now. And I think that that's where the league is trending. And I think that, yeah, the shooting can improve. Obviously, Kawhi Leonard, like uh, Ben, you were talking about earlier, he's the biggest uh, comp with a lot of guys who have his type of length and athleticism because he can come in out of college and shoot. Not everybody can develop a jump shot the way Kawhi has. He can get to his spots and score whenever he wants. But I do like a lot of things that Scotty Barnes brings. Yeah, the Raptors also have a type, but we may not like the pick. He's not the sexier pick, but I think the Raptors organization has earned the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they've done a lot of really good things, so I think that they've earned the benefit of the doubt to just kind of say, hey, you know what, we're going to back you and um, we'll be in your corner. Well, Well said. Well said. And, you know, but just before we move on here, uh, I just want to add to that but with the benefit of the doubt, you know, it's so well put. And I think also it's it's not over when we draft the player. Right. And I think the Raptors and Masai and, uh, you know, the Raptors 905, like we are so intent on making the player the best version of themselves and working them into uh, what we have. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be a younger team and, you know, we'll, we'll see where that goes. And, you know, Ben, back to your point, like way back with Kyle, I think we'll miss having like someone of that stature with the players, but uh, yeah, all, all good things uh, do come to an end. And um, you know, the, we, we, we had a great ride with Kyle, but uh, yeah, I, sure I, we got to move on. Cause there's so much NBA stuff too. Um, yeah. He's also, thir- he's also 35. You know, we, we were going to move on eventually. Totally. So M- Masai saying we're, we're moving on right now. And I trust the process. You trust the man. He's done so many great things. You know, I trust him. I trust our GM. So that's ultimately why I love Scotty Barnes, because our GM loves him. I mean, me, me too. And like, you know, I, I, I remember back in the day, like this is before I started the pod, before we got Kyle, 
I was obsessed with draft picks and I, I won't even tell you about some of my heinous takes because there's just not a lot of great information. Well, sorry, there is a lot, but it's hard to, you know, yeah, we're, we're at the end of the day, we're fans and analysts, uh, but we're not employed uh, by the NBA and we don't have that like intimate look about like, yeah, I don't know um, how a player might grow in the next couple of years and, you know, weird stuff like that. But uh, yeah, let's look. Let's talk NBA because there's just so much. Um, yeah. Maddie, good sir. Please give me your most delicious Adam Silver tugboat sounding sting. I'll give you that sting after we take a quick break. <laughs> National oh, Basketball that. Association. <laughs> yes. You. <laughs> Folks, we are smooth on this pod. You come here for Matt's sound foley. You stay here for, honestly, my all-over-the-place personality. Uh, You you stay here for Matt's keeping this baby together. Let's... Let's talk NBA um, because, you know, we we really do got to keep this baby rolling with all the sweet, sweet ad money rolling in. Um, but uh, John, um, actually, sorry, I, uh, I went to you first in the Raptor segment. So let me go to Ben first here. Um, and this is wide open. Uh, and this, I just want to use this as a, as a kind of like a jumping off point. Like we obviously can't cover everything in free agency, of course. Uh, but uh, yeah, give me your hottest free agency take. And I, I, the reason I'm saying it's wide open is it could be about a team, a player, a general vibe. I just would kind of want to hear your, your feels. Well, I'm not going to get too deeply into this, but I love Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry. Like I do like objectively. I would have loved Jimmy Butler in Toronto. Um, Kyle and Jimmy Butler and Bam is going to be, it's going to be sick. Um, I, we just found out that DeRozan's in Chicago. There won't be any defense there. That's going to be an offensive juggernaut. Um, you know what? I, I like Westbrook. I like what the Lakers are doing. They've routed Mello. They, they're like an old man, you know, being going for one more big fight. And I think they're going to find out Westbrook is going to choke in like the conference finals and they're going to lose because of him. And that's going to be a really hard lesson to learn because you signed Westbrook thinking that he's going to take you over the top. I don't think he's going to take them over the top. There's going to be too many people uh, demanding the ball. And the only person that should have that ball is Anthony Davis. So although I really like Westbrook and it's going to be a lot of fun basketball i think they're that's not going to be a gel you throw in mellow he's going to want to he's going to want to hit it as well and lebron so i think it's going to be a lot of fun with the lakers i don't see their i don't think they're gonna i don't think they're gonna win um in terms of a team i like the most i hate to say it but uh yeah the miami heat with uh with tucker with lowry um you know they got oladipo i i like i like that team but having said that my pick would be probably the bucks over that team still hmm oh, oh you mean like just uh as far as far as like the bucks still being better i still think the bucks are the best team in the east um and that's over at brooklyn that's over i just i just think no one's as good as Giannis right now um and i think they've got the depth i think holiday is maybe the best defensive guard in the league and i think milling Mill, Mill, is sick 
I think he's really good. And I think they'll beat uh, Brooklyn. And the Heat, it's going to be very interesting with Kyle. It's all mm-hmm. going to depend on um, Kyle's health, his back. Because if, if Kyle is like 100% going into the playoffs, the Heat are going to be a very big problem for, uh, for everybody. I love it. Um, yeah. we, we, we got a bunch there, Ben. We got, you know, I would, my, 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 mind, my mind moves fast too. You know, I'm all over the place. I try to bring it together. Oh, that's good. No, it's great. Um, uh, you know, some, some stuff with Miami. I think that's going to be very interesting. I think the Lakers stuff is, is also, you know, I, I, I definitely jumped on the, I guess like bandwagon of being like Russ, I can't believe they got Russ. And, you know, They've signed a lot of people, Ariza, Mello, Ellington, Dwight Howard. And and I, I don't know. I'm not exactly sure how I feel about the Lakers just yet. I think in general, I, I don't really have any. I'm not jumping towards one team uh, as a winner quite yet. I think Miami is looking good, especially with a PJ Tucker ad. And like that tells me that veterans want to go there type of thing. And, you know, opposite of what I was saying with the Raptors, old teams usually win. Uh, the NBA championship veterans usually win. So I think that's a good sign, but again, I love your bucks take. I actually think the, you know, I'm very much in agreement with Giannis. I think Middleton's just an ISO superstar, even though he's boring. Um, But at the same time, uh, I want to wait for the bucks as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, But um, John, yeah. Like what about you? Are, you know, is there, are you, is your brain popping off all over the place? Is there a Uh, signing you love? Is there a team you hate? I will touch on the Lakers quickly. I love what they did. Honestly, the the acquisition of Russell Westbrook kind of puzzled me a little bit because he didn't really address something that they desperately needed, which was shooting. Another playmaker with LeBron is pretty good. And then you look at the other signings they made that you talked about, Melo, Wayne Ellington. They actually got Malik Monk on a... a oh, right. Of, yep. A, a, like, they added shooting all over the place, so it's actually pretty good. They don't have a guy who can defend the point of attack, but they'll make it work because they've got Anthony Davis and LeBron. And obviously... Mm-hmm. Westbrook's not so much the issue, the fact that he can't shoot. It's just the volume. Mm-hmm. Again, he's a bad shooter who takes a lot of bad shots. Takes That's a lot of bad problem. shots. I agree with so, that. We'll fig- I mean, I'm sure they'll figure it out. So right now, they actually look like a team to be in the West. Another, There's two losers I, I have. I have um, Milwaukee Bucks as a big loser, too, because they just won a championship. And you had a guy who wanted to come back and P.J. Tucker, and they didn't want to go into the tax to resign him. Wouldn't you want to run it back with the same team? I mean, you literally just won a championship. I just can't stand ownership that doesn't want to go to the tax when the team deserves to. Totally. So letting agree. him mm-hmm. go to um, Miami Heat just kind of sucks because he was actually a big part of that run. Mm-hmm. And my other big loser was actually, you know, what's the Clippers because they're in a really, really bad situation. They were, I mean, two years ago, they traded, I mean, a boatload of draft picks yep. to get Paul George. And then they obviously, it was in order to get Kawhi Leonard to sign as well. Fine. Kawhi Leonard now suffers a torn ACL. So you want it, you need to go and be aggressive to try and get another guy who can kind of weather the storm in the regular season. And you're seeing the Lakers get a lot better. And it just goes to show how hard it is to win a championship. I actually thought that DeMar DeRozan was a really, really good fit for um, the Clippers. He can kind of weather the storm, play alongside Paul George, another ball handler. Yeah, in the playoffs, maybe it might get a little dicey, but I think that great players can make it work. And the fact that Maybe they could have facilitated a sign and trade. I'm not sure if they even had anything to, to offer, to be honest with you. I think that the Bulls was probably a mutual agreement anyways that DeMar was willing to go there. He got nearly Kyle Lowry money. But I, to me, they're just big losers because your biggest rival got a lot better. And 
you didn't really do anything to improve your roster. And now you need to hope that guys can grow internally and maybe you can get some better minimums. But right now the Lakers are a more enticing destination than the Clippers are. And the Clippers are, they're in a lot of trouble. Yeah, no, I, I, I love your Clippers take. I feel like almost a bit sad for the Clippers at this point, because, you know, when, when Kawhi first went there, I remember they were just crowned immediately. And I, I, I was a bit baffled and I'm like, this team, isn't there yet uh but then you know and and they struggled they lost to the nuggets but i think this year i actually flipped my opinion on them a little bit i was like you know they've they've taken their l's they got surge this is the type of team i i expect actually to succeed and you know they got unlucky with injuries and um things can fall apart in the nba and it sucks and i don't want the Clippers to win. I'm a Raptors fan, but I am, you know, I, I love Kawhi. I love Ibaka. I hate that they're injured and uh, you, whatever. I mean, I guess screw bomber, but at the same time, I, I, yeah, I think it's a perfect take. Like the Clippers are really, really going to struggle. If they didn't make the playoffs, I wouldn't be that surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the West is more competitive than people realize. Um, I think, I think my, a hot take. I don't even know if this is a hot take, uh, but I just feel like between the draft and the way free agency has went down so far, teams have been a little bit timid. And you know, Beal has said forever he enjoys Washington. Um, so you know, maybe not him, but uh, there's got to be something with Simmons with. Uh, you know, uh, I think Sacramento is kind of weird. Um, New Orleans was clearly trying to shake it up. Luca really wants help. I feel like my kind of like hot take about free agency is that it's going to end up being like a prelude to um, some pretty massive moves. Uh, and I think also that there was some sign in trades that are, you know, the Raptors sign in trade uh, and a few others where we're not the, the it's like, the dust hasn't exactly settled yet. And I feel like when it does, there will be perhaps clearer winners and losers and then teams will pivot from that point. And um, yeah, I I don't know. I I feel like especially Trey as a young guy and, and Booker and Aiden as young guys have put the pressure on certain organizations to be like, you don't have to be old to be good. So mm-hmm. Zion, Towns, Luca, your ownership groups are failing you. So you don't have to be patient. You can demand a trade if things aren't working or whatever. So I don't know. I just feel like there's a, there's also like a sense of opportunity. We're still, uh, you know, whatever, in the wake of a Golden State LeBron dominated league. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think two years in a row now, um, it's been, wait, is it, yeah, three years in a row we've had completely different, um, finals teams. So I think that's a trend I expect to continue. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, John. And I think you touched on it actually about, um, being young, you don't have to be old to win. And I think the time is better when you're, when you have young stars on rookie deals, that's the best time to win the same way in the NFL. When you've got star-studded quarterbacks on their rookie deals, that's the best time to build around your roster before they get paid, which is why the Dallas Mavericks need to be aggressive because Lucas set to make, I mean, the Supermax coming off his rookie contract. 
And you, they, I mean, they tried. They got Porzingis, but he's damaged goods. And mm-hmm. uh, to add another playmaker alongside Luca, I mean, Lowry would have been perfect, but obviously he had aspirations to go to the Heat, which is fine. But you should be aggressive and looking for an additional playmaker and a guy who can impact um, making a deep playoff run. I mean, you're seeing what he's doing for Slovenia right now. I don't think they've ever lost a game ever since he's actually suited up for the senior national team. Wow. He's literally a generational talent. So is Zion, as is Zion. And I, I don't know what kind of roster they're building around him. I mean, he's such a unique player. We've never seen anything like Zion. And Luka is just so great. And I know they're young, but they're already here. And they're ready to win now. And I think that puts pressure on the franchise to go and build a roster good enough to compete. I don't think... Uh, yeah, they ha- like New Orleans has Brandon Ingram. And they've got Zion, sure. But I don't think losing... I mean, losing Lonzo Ball and replacing with Devontae Graham, is that really... And, and giving up a first-round pick to do it in a sign-and-trade, is that really going to help your franchise? I don't think so. I think there's pressure on both those organizations, especially Dallas. I mean, Dallas was so close both years in, into winning a couple rounds, and they just couldn't get it done. So the time is now. You've got a young team. Do it now. Um, go spend the money. Go acquire assets because guys are really good coming to the league now, better than ever mm-hmm. before. They're really, really mm-hmm. good. There's a lot of talent, and they're ready to win. And I think that was great that you highlighted... Freddie, that fact about um, youth because you saw the Hawks make a deep run and they're going to have to build off that. I think you have to, I know they, there was talks about them not retaining John Collins initially. And I think you see the run that they made to these two conference finals. I think you've got to retain them and build off that because they've got a really, really great team. And yeah, there's pressure on those organizations to succeed, uh, to succeed with those young players. Yeah. Uh, John, I want to stick with you and then we'll go to Ben before we do quickish questions here. Just like a quick fun prediction. I want to see where both your heads are at. Uh, you know, I previously said we got three years in a row of different teams. So, uh, or I guess two years cause golden States, uh, you know, their, their Raptors run was part of a part of their run, but yeah, you know, golden state Raptors, heat Lakers, um, bucks, Suns. Who are the who are the who are the, the two teams next year, John? Uh, I'm just I'm going to be boring and say the Lakers and the Nets because I think that the Nets, if healthy, just have too much star power, and I think they added quality role players, especially Patty Mills today. Patty Mills um, signing him, so I think that I, they're boring. But we never got to see the full version of the Nets. That's the mm-hmm. problem, and I think that when you do get to see the full version, people realize, yeah, this is the team to beat in the East. Uh, the East did get better, but they're just they stand out to me, and the Lakers. LeBron just seems to always figure it out. And I just, they added quality shooting. And I think they, just the fact that they were, you thought that they couldn't add anybody else because of um, how restricted they were due to the cap. Mm-hmm. They were still able to upgrade their roster. And uh, it's incredible. And I think that they're, they're just the team to be, I'd love to root for a team like Utah and um, Phoenix to go back, but I, I'm going to be boring and just say that the Lakers are the team. Hey, I mean, Lakers, Nets. And hey, Nets that's, that, that's not boring to me because again, you know, it's new. Like they weren't there last year. So uh, I'm in a place where I, I'm enjoying and not being the Warriors and, and Cavs every year. Um, ben, who, who, are your, who are your two teams? Um, so just really quickly, uh, the point on some of these young stars. Mm-hmm. I really think it's the veterans that are winning the championships. You know, like I don't think Booker takes them to the finals without Chris Paul. Right. You know, I think you, you can't discount like losing again and again and again, those types of players are the hungry, I guess the the heart of a champion kind of mentality comes from losing. And you lose totally. year after year, year after year. And then eventually you turn to these young kids and you show them how to win. And so Chris Paul is an example of somebody 
who I really wanted to win this year because mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. has lost year in and year out. And finally he got paired up with his Kobe Bryant kind of player with Booker. And he took, and I really think it was Paul that took them to the finals because of his desire, his will. Um, and then you look at a player like even Giannis, he, he lost to us. They kept on losing. And then they finally got over that hump. So these young players, they're all good, but they're only, in my opinion, as good as the veterans that are surrounding them. And that's why you want to see Luca teamed up with like a Lowry or like right. some of these great players that can teach him how to win, you know, because they're good and they've got the talent, but they don't know how to kind of win yet. It's just raw talent. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I just wanted to, to say that. No, fair um, point. For... Like it's it's hard to argue with Nets and Lakers. I I would agree with that if the Nets are healthy. Um, but I gotta go. I gotta go. Bucks Lakers. I think Giannis. Bucks Lakers. Yeah, I think I think Bucks. Um, you know they don't have PJ Tucker, but Giannis is gonna guard Durant this time. You know, and I think they're gonna come in. I think they're not done. I think they'll probably add one more person, but they're gonna run it back, and they're just gonna say, you know, like Brooke Lopez. Middleton, Holiday, and Giannis—they're gonna—they're gonna say we're the best team in the East, and you gotta—you gotta prove to us uh, otherwise. And I, I think the Net, yeah, and I think the Nets are their biggest threat, followed by Miami. But no, I—I I think the Bucks are the best team as of right now, even without PJ Tucker. Yeah, I mean, I think that like. Giannis, for one, I don't think is uh, maxed out. I think he's going to get better, yeah. and that's scary. Yeah. I, just for fun's sake, am going to say Sixers Nuggets. Wow. Uh, the reason I'm saying Sixers is because I just, I don't know, I feel like maybe there's, the, whatever I feel like is in the air, I feel like is going to involve them. And I think there's a chance it makes them a contender. And that's just, I don't know, just a feeling. And then the Nuggets, I think, um, are good and just need a healthy Porter, Jokic, and Murray. And they're good enough to win a championship. And they're stacked from, like, deepest team in the league by far. And they, yeah, they're just, uh, I think they need their three stars healthy, though. Because their right. three stars, even though Jokic is the MVP, is still not at the level of, like, say, you know, Braun Davis or what the Nets got going on. But, um Sure. Guys, we get, we got to wrap this up with some quickish questions. Okay. Uh, it's time to get silly. Uh, are you are you fellas ready to do some quickish questions or what? Let's do it. Cool. Okay, Maddie D, give me that quickish questions. Sting. Wow, we made it to quickish questions. Uh, I'm going to read these questions as clearly and concisely as I can. I might stutter or slur or misread a comma. That's okay. You have to answer as quickly as you possibly can. Uh, No examples, no phoning a friend, no repeating the question back to me, no stalling whatsoever. Just hit me with it. Uh, Okay. Sounds good. Matty D, uh, yeah, okay, he's he's a, he's locked in. He's like, pardon me, <laughs> bang, uh, sick. Okay, uh, let's go, uh, Ben, John, and uh, Matty. Ben, uh, just a just a quick Kyle Lowry therapy. 
Oh, Kyle, I love you so much. Those shots that you hit to to hit uh, in game six to to help us win the championship. That shot in Miami uh, to go take us into overtime. Demar and Kyle. The whole the whole show has been such an exhilarating ride. I'm so grateful for what you've done for our franchise. You, you I'm just letting it out here, but you know what, Quick, Kyle? Quickish monologues. Kyle, I love you. Thank you for everything you've done for our our city. You are the greatest Raptor of all time. Hell yes, John. Can Miami beat Milwaukee? Yes, they can. Matt. What are we going to do about our center position? E. Um, <laughs> That's a good answer. Uh, that is pretty much the answer, but I think that we need to take Aaron Baines and we got to put him in some kind of Joker acid or something. I want him to come out of that Joker acid and uh, just be a maniac out there. <laughs> Okay, the answer to the center position is Joker Bane. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, Joker ben, <laughs> uh, who will be the face of this new Toronto era? Steady Freddy. Hell yeah. Hey, John, are you? Are we all okay? Not right now, but we'll be okay. Great answer. Um... Maddie, mm-hmm. Chris Paul or Kyle Lowry? Kyle Lowry. Wow. Homer, I love it. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Me too. Ben, what are your expectations for uh, Gary Trent Jr. this season? Uh, most improved player of the year in the running. I expect him to get 20-something points, 18 to 20-something points, and... Uh, a two to three threes a game. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, and possible. Uh, he's going to be a starter. Uh, John, what's our new starting lineup routine? Oh, think. Oh, man. I think everyone's going to have to shoot free throws like Chuck Hayes. That would be Whoa. wonderful, like and and a weird homage too. Uh, I'm just I'm just showing Matt the Chuck Hayes love. I just no, we we appreciate it here. I mean, a couple uh, flubber jokes here and there might be good for me, but no worries. Um, okay, uh, Maddie, uh, who are our biggest trade assets, and what can we get for them? Our biggest trade assets, I would say. Um, I think it's Pascal, and I think we could get that s- center that we're looking for. I don't know who it is, but I think it, I think Pascal's got to go to get it. Ooh, juicy, Maddie. Um, but I don't know. Did we lose Ben? Uh, we did lose Ben. Yeah, he Cheers. couldn't handle quickish questions. It quickish happens. Questions is wild, honestly. So <laughs> it's not for everyone. It's, yeah, it's not for everyone. Um, ben, we love you. If you come back during the pod, cheers. If you don't, honestly, we still love you. But um, John, uh, if Lowry's first five years in the league weren't so challenging, do you think he would be in the best PGs of all time conversation? Yeah, I really do think so. I think the lack of playoff success and kind of him being quote-unquote uncoachable uh, really made it difficult for him and coming here he really reshaped his image and yeah the championship helps 
his Hall of Fame case, obviously, even though I think he's a Hall of Famer regardless. But yeah, maybe the, I don't know about best uh, point guards of all time, but I do think he would be even more, he'd be maybe up the ladder a bit more. Maddie. Yeah. What's more likely, Mm -hmm. Lowry coming back to Toronto as a player or as a coach? Um, I think, well, I think there is a chance that he does come back as a player after his contract is done. And even if it's, even if it's just a one day, I think he's going to sign in a contract with us. But I think in my gut, I feel like he's going to come back for one year, low contract. And, you know, he's going to finish his career that way. I love it. John or Ben. Yeah, can you hear me on uh, that? Yeah, Ben. Uh, just in time, baby. Which <laughs> Miami Heat, besides Jimmy, will love Lowry? Oh, Bam. Bam's going to yeah. get passes from him all day long. Bam's Bam's going to add an extra, like, six to seven points this year because of Kyle Lowry alone. The, the whole team's going to benefit from, from Kyle's assists. Yeah. John. Do you think Team Canada men's basketball could have made it to the medal rounds? Yes, they could have. And I don't even think they needed some of the talent that opted out to get there. They they were the most talented team in the tournament. I just think that they didn't have enough time to gel together and um, train together. But yeah, they could have made it. Hell yeah. Uh, Maddie, what can I focus on with this team right now so I don't languish in the depths of despair? <laughs> Um, you know what? <laughs> I think you just need to focus on uh, uh, the promising youth we have on this team. And uh, I think I think there's a lot of excitement building around Scotty Barnes. I love him so far already, just his personality. And I think that he, he's just going to be very enjoyable for us. And he's going he's gonna to mold into a great player. So we should just trust Masai, trust Bobby, and Get ready for some fucking fun basketball, guys. Wow, Maddie's jacked, everyone. He just, he he said the F word, but it was like, oh, it was in there, you know? Uh, ben, last question. Um, Dragic, hold or trade? And for whom? Uh, you, tr- you trade him if you can get something of value. Uh, he's 35 years old. He's, he's definitely at a point where... If you can get something for him, you should. He's a great shooter. Um, I'd love to see him on the Raptors next year as a shooter. Um, but if you can trade him, you should definitely trade him. Totally agree. Um, guys, that's Quickish Questions. That's the end of the pod. This was a blast. Uh, there's just so much going on. Uh, you know, I wish we could talk for five hours, but uh, we can't. Um, John, I'm going to go to you first. Uh, what's up? What, what do you want people to know about, um, you know, Obviously, check out George's, but you know, yeah, that, you know what? That's my uh, that's gonna be my plug. Just check out George's Chicken in uh, in Delhi. It's up seven ninety five uh, Bathurst and Bloor, right on the southeast corner, across where Honest it used to be, and now they're building condos. So if you guys are ever in the area, come by for one of the great chicken, one of the more underrated burgers you'll find in the city. Yes, I just wanna, I'm not gonna plug something, but I want to touch on. I haven't been on this pod for years, um, but. I really want to give a shout out to Matt. That's why I kind of throw in a lot of stuff for him because I remember he was not a big Raptor fan at all. And he's come a really, really long way. I know Freddie was a huge influence yes. on helping him become a fan, but it actually like 
really was cool to see you grow. I know you're a big, big hockey guy, but to see you kind of transition over to the basketball side of things was honestly awesome. And oh. I've been listening and it's real. and you've actually, I've been listening for a couple of years now and it was really great to hear you uh, be as enthused about the title run. Cause that we need fans like that too. It's really, it, even though the day, the day ones are great, but it's really cool to see the new ones along the way for the journey. And, uh, so honestly, Matt, it was really cool to see how you've grown as a as a Raptor fan. Oh wow, thanks, John. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's been quite a journey, uh, starting from not really knowing anything about the Raptors, uh, just kind of you know watching them stats wise in the paper, and then yeah, it's weird to be able to. I get people talk to me a lot about the Raptors, and now I'm able to hold conversations, which is kind of weird. Like I kind of step outside myself and go yeah you know i've had to listen to fred talk a lot of basketball so i'm so sorry no it's great it's great i love sports i love all sports and uh i'm i'm glad i can be in the conversations now a little bit with my takes here and there and as well you know promote the annex and their and the restaurants as uh (laughs) as i like to do um yeah that john i i couldn't agree with you more and yeah it's been a fun ride with matt and yeah, the idea, it's almost lost on me that there was a point in time where he was kind of just get familiarizing himself with the Raptors because our conversations now are just like, you know, very in depth and, and nowhere near that. And um, just a little aside, John, you're so nice and sincere. I do believe uh, people should hire you for cameos because you would like, honestly, that was great. Uh, and, and so appreciated. And, and Maddie, I love you. Um, but let's <laughs> l- let's jump to Ben. Um, ben, you got some you got some fun shows to plug. What's up? Oh, there we go. Yo, yo! Can you guys see me? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can you guys hear me? Okay. You better believe it. Okay. Uh, yeah. No, I have a show coming up uh, August thirteenth in Earl's Court Park. I'm uh, hosting a comedy show. We're gonna have a lot of uh, a lot of great comics coming out. Uh, we've got Chris Robinson, amazing! Finding, so we're very excited about that. And uh, yeah, come check it out. Uh, I also have my album uh, "Good and You," a Ben Norman Davies comedy experience. So uh, check that out on Spotify as well. Hell yeah! Well, guys, thanks so much for doing the pod. Um, exciting times, sad times, but uh, I was glad you're both here. To um, I'm glad all three of you were here. Sorry um, to yeah, help me feel these feelings. But uh, I think we're done, and uh, we'll we'll see you next week. But uh, Maddie D, good sir, if you feel like we're done, please just give me those sweet words. Okay. Okay.